Greetings, fellow claim nerds and enthusiasts. This is Kevin Quinley of Quinley Risk Associates, and this is Episode 5 of The Claims Coach, where you can let your claims geek flag fly, in the words of Stephen Stills, David Crosby, Graham Nash, and Neil Young. The Claims Coach podcast delivers tips, tools, and techniques to help you, great claim and risk professionals, get even better at managing your claims, your time, your resources, and your careers. This week's topic is four reasons why claims people need to be familiar with reinsurance. Yes, reinsurance. Don't go to sleep on me yet. I saw an ad recently where a woman was sitting in a lotus position on a conference room table. Her eyes were closed. And she was meditating in this most unlikely setting, and the photo's caption read, Om. It said, reinsurance can lead to greater comfort, less worry, and deep relaxation. That was an ad in Business Insurance Magazine, and it was reporting on an annual reinsurance confab in Europe. Don't you love those confabs when you read about the exotic locations? Monte Carlo, Bermuda we got to get on one of those. But this ad underscores the importance of reinsurance, and I would say the importance of reinsurance for today's claim professionals. So why in the world should claims people bother themselves with learning at least the rudiments of reinsurance? Well, it's my point, my thesis, that claims people can't afford to play or be dumb in the reinsurance area. Modern claims management requires at least a passing, a modicum of familiarity with reinsurance, its basic concepts and nomenclature. So let me offer quick four reasons why claims people need to know about reinsurance. Reason number one, to comply with reporting triggers in reinsurance contracts and treaties. A lot of these are tied to the proverbial seven deadly sins. You know, death, quadriplegia, loss of limb, etc. Or they're pegged to reserve size. For example, they've got to report all claims with indemnity reserves at 50% of policy limits. Failure to notify in a timely manner reinsurance of large claims and developments can risk nullifying your reinsurance coverage. Try explaining that to the boss. So, for this reason alone, claim professionals need to be conversant with reinsurance and the events on underlying claims which could merit or require reporting to a reinsurer. That's reason number one. Reason number two, savvy claim audit interaction. Reinsurers, either at the quoting stage or at the renewal phase, often want to conduct claim audits of selected files and of the operation. This is their opportunity to check under the hood, to kick the tires, and to assess the fitness of the seeding company, i.e. you, when it comes to handling and managing claims. The better shape the claim files are in, the better managed the claim department, the better assessment that reinsurer is going to have of the claims operation. And this, in turn, will help your company 
leverage more favorable reinsurance terms. At minimum, it should avoid the reinsurer surcharging your company because of the way the reinsurer perceives of claims handling deficiency. So that's reason number two. Reason number three is potential discoverability of reinsurance communication in bad faith claims. So here's where I'm coming from. Savvy bad faith attorney. I'm an expert witness on litigated insurance cases around the country. And I know that savvy bad faith attorneys will propound discovery, interrogatories, requests for production of documents, focusing sometimes or including reinsurance communication. This may include borderos, loss runs, narrative reports to reinsurers, emails to reinsurers from the seeding company regarding claims. One of the things bad faith counsel wants to do is to contrast the content and tenor of communication from the primary carrier to the reinsurer versus the communication from the primary carrier to the policyholder or to opposing attorneys. For example, an insurer may claim it acted in good faith in taking a high exposure case to trial because of the likelihood of prevailing on a case when there were separate communications from that same insurer to the reinsurer with a different valuation or indicating a high possibility of a plaintiff award exceeding policy limits. You know, adjusters are often counseled not to put anything in the claim file that they wouldn't want to see printed on the front page of the New York Times. And that's good advice. That's the New York, so-called New York Times test. And this advice is to keep adjuster communications from years later being projected as trial exhibits by a plaintiff in a bad faith trial. However, adjusters sometimes tend to let their proverbial hair down when communicating with reinsurers, oblivious to the possibility that such communications may be the subject of discovery and disclosure in a bad faith lawsuit. So that's reason number three. Reason number four, the last one, is promotability. What do I mean by that? I mean that reinsurance knowledge reinforces a claim representative's perspective on the big picture of the business environment and positions them for career advancement. The higher up the claims food chain you ascend, the more critical is the need for a macro perspective of the claim operation and how it integrates, how it fits with the other functions of the insurance organization. Marketing, finance, underwriting, policy services, legal compliance, governance. A claims person who has an awareness of reinsurance and its relevance to claims handling reinforces that macro, that big picture perspective, and signals to upper management that you, the claim professional, possesses the analytical capacity to advance to a higher job position. So, astute claim professionals are savvy students of insurance, but adept claim professionals who want to elevate their game to the next level need to be conversant with reinsurance and by so doing, they'll have a better chance, you'll have a better chance, of getting the best price for your companies on reinsurance, or at least making sure that your claims handling and operation doesn't become 
the proverbial fly in the ointment in reinsurance transactions. So let's recap the four reasons. Number one, compliance with reinsurance treaties and contracts. Number two, savvy audit interaction. Number three, avoiding bad faith vulnerabilities. And number four, telegraphing your awareness of the big picture and career advancement. So what is the action step here? What is the call to action? I would say consider the Insurance Institute of America's excellent ARE, Associate in Reinsurance Program, to deepen your understanding of this area. Just Google Associate in Reinsurance or Insurance Institute of America and you can drill right down to the curriculum. This is not considered to make you an expert in reinsurance, but to make you conversant with the nomenclature, with the concepts. In the real world, claim professionals are not likely to find nirvana in a conference room, and they are not going to find it by meditating on reinsurance. But you will improve your standing within the company, you will better understand your business environment, and you can position yourselves for job advancement by understanding reinsurance better. Hey, if you like the content here, please subscribe to the Claims Coach Podcast on iTunes. And if you liked it, leave a review. For more information on Quinley Risk Associates and our menu of services, please visit me on the web at www.claimscoach.com or connect on Twitter at ClaimsCoach or through LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check back for future claims and risk management podcasts from The Claims Coach.